We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. Coming at you Friday night after the Timberwolves lost to the Phoenix Suns by 12 points in Phoenix. Obviously, this was the second night of a back-to-back, and it was a completely different game than Thursday night's Wolves win. Chris Finch called it after the game a chopped-up game, and and I thought that that was the feeling I had too. And and really, that chopped-up sort of nature felt like it played right into Phoenix's hands, you know, kind of by just breaking off the the rhythm of Anthony Edwards that he was, you know, he was clearly in the night before where he had 42. Um, tonight, he only had 11 points. And because of that, because Edwards's rhythm was off, you know, the Wolves were forced, they're forced to look elsewhere. And, I mean, those of you who have been watching these games, you know, they just don't really have great elsewhere options right now. And, it's not that they don't have options because I wouldn't say that the bench has been, you know, bad. And I think, you know, some of the other starters here and there, one or two of them will have good games. I mean, Rubio had 21 tonight. He was 4 of 4 from 2, 3 of 6 from 3. Jalen Noel had all 14 of his points in the second half. But at the same time, it's like what we were talking about last night. I mean, around Cat and Ant, the Wolves really just have a bunch of guys who would be like 7th, to 10th men on most other teams if they'd be in the rotation at all. So when the opponent kind of adjusts the defense to take away Ant like Phoenix did tonight, you put yourself in a situation where, you know, quote unquote, you got to get the other guys involved. And that's the way Anthony Edwards put it after the game um, in so many words. Before the game, Coach Finch said that whatever you see tonight, however Phoenix changes their defense for you tonight, that it's good and it's helpful for you to see this and for you to be able to adjust. Is there something that you feel like you really took from this game or lessons that you feel like you learned just because you saw two different defenses? Uh, 
probably would say like, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's respect and it's like a lesson. Like I learned, I learned something so I can go watch this game and see like how other teams would think it's the right way to guard me. You know what I'm saying? Like it it would this this game helped me for sure. Like because that's probably how teams gonna guard me from here on out. Chris, go ahead. And what did you notice that they were doing differently specifically? They was just like it was like three dudes in the paint. Uh, they weren't trying to give me no open looks. They was just taking away everything from me. So I was just trying to get my teammates involved and rebound and do everything else. But yeah, they was taking everything away from me. If you watched tonight's game, you, you saw what Phoenix did, you know, just to kind of adjust in an effort to take away Edwards's downhill game that was so effective on Thursday night. I mean, it was a, it was a good, it was a good game plan. I mean, they dropped back the, the big back to the rim and they packed in the wings from the paint. And then, in that situation, Ant is forced to go through bodies to get to the rim. And, I mean, we've talked about this all year, right? Like, having a big body at the rim was why Ant was struggling so much early on in the season, finishing there. And, obviously, Cat's presence has – it can be an antidote to that, right? It has been. You know, the the big is forced to respect Cat's shot from deep so they can't drop to the rim with Ant. Well, what was a really good adjustment by Phoenix was that they just had another player press up to cat in those situations. So the big was able to drop back. And then, you know, kind of how they also adjusted was they just packed the paint with other guys sagging off of Akogi and McDaniels and Rubio on the perimeter. And it worked. I mean, it really worked. Edwards shot one of 10 from two and cat was somewhat taken away on the perimeter as well. Like, I mean, cat made three of four threes, but he only took four. As Edwards said, you know, this is how teams are probably going to guard him going forward. And the reality of the situation is that it's not even really a knock on Ant. The reality of the situation is it will that'll work, you know, because it it gives Ant the mid-range where he's only made 28% of his shots this season or forces him to go through a big body plus help at the rim. And Ant can do a lot right now. But he can't overcome all of that you know, night in and night out, this is that defense is going to force one of 10 shooting games from him. I wouldn't say that it's that Edwards can be schemed out of games, but Edwards can be schemed inefficient. And, you know, until there are better surrounding options around him, obviously Q, Beasley, and Russell, I think that's going to happen a lot. The thing, though, that can't be schemed out is Cat, right? We know this particularly cat at the top of the key and (laughs) i've talked about it we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm going to talk about it again tonight. I'm talking about step backs from Cat. Step back threes. And I want to focus on that more tonight because I got to ask both Finch and Cat about it about Cat being a step-back weapon and, and leaning into that first further. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get into that to close, to, to run out the rest of the pod. So my whole premise here with the Wolves' offense is outside of anything technical, that it just doesn't make sense that Cat isn't even getting close to leading this team in shot attempts. And again, this isn't me bagging on Ant. He's been awesome lately. I'm just talking I'm, I'm talking about the Cat part in a vacuum here, the Cat part of the equation. And, and you know, I'm focusing on the idea that he's the best shooting big man in the whole NBA, yet he doesn't even lead his own team in shots. That doesn't make sense. Since Cat has returned from COVID, it's been 18 games now, and he's taken 296 shots in those games. Anthony Edwards has taken 341 shots in those games. And they've both played all 18 of those games. And Edwards, they're playing the same amount of minutes. Edwards is not even playing a full more minute per game than Cat is over the stretch. So all things are equal. And Ant has taken 45 more shots than Cat in those 18 games. So that's two and a half more shots per game from Ant. And that more is all coming from three. Edwards has taken 196 twos over the run, and Cat has taken 195 twos. It's from three where Ant has taken 44 more shots than Cat. That doesn't make sense. Ant can't be taking two and a half more threes per game than Cat does because, I mean, <laughs> this isn't even all that analytical. Ant is shooting 31 point, is 31% from three over that stretch, and Cat is shooting 39% from three over that stretch. And, you know, Maybe Ant's shot is improving some, but that's like a baseline for Cat. And Ant isn't at that baseline. Now, obviously, the counter here is to say that guards can generate for themselves on the perimeter more easily than Bigs can. That is generally true, but in this case, with Cat, I question that premise, right? Like, because I just don't I just don't know if it is true. I don't know if it is a fact that that Towns can't just get to his shot from three with a step back whenever he wants. I think he can. I think that's a fact. I think isolated at the top of the key that Cat can get to that whenever the Wolves' offense wants. I asked Chris Finch about this, and he agreed. Coach, kind of back to the Cat question. I, I think we've seen in these past few games a little bit more of that step back game for him at the yeah. top of the key, and and that seems like something he can pretty much get to at any time if he if he were to want to. And I guess I'm, I'm curious how, how, where do you think that that would fall kind of percentage wise compared to just a normal catch and shoot? Like is given the way he shoots, is, is that, would he still be able to make it at, at the really high clip on higher volume? Yeah. Great question. I, you know, um, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I'll go look at them when we get off here because uh, we can track all that. There's no doubt it's going to be a lesser percentage shot than the just catch and shoot. Um, it's something that's a good rhythm for him. And with his size and length, he, you know, he, he usually gets a clean window to look through to get it off. 
not something I want to really kind of tinker with. All I would say is that sometimes when you play in that step back rhythm, maybe you take yourself out of your overall shooting rhythm um, because, you know, you don't, you don't trust the catch and shoot so much because you're used to everything else. So um, I haven't talked to him about it, but that's a good one. You know, I think, I think he just needs to let it fly a little bit more and trust the initial. Now, probably the more questionable thing for me to question here, but I do question, is the idea that Cat's three-point percentage will drop when he's cre creating for himself at the top of the key off the dribble. I don't think so. I mean, statistically this year, Cat is actually making his threes at a higher clip off the bounce. He's made eight of the 17 threes he's taken off the dribble. That's 47.1% on a very small sample. In catch-and-shoot situations this season, Cat has only made 30 of the 93s he's taken. That's 33.3%. Again, to be fair, that's totally a tiny sample. Cat only made 37.9% of his off-the-dribble threes last year and only 313 of his off-the-dribble threes the season before that. So he hasn't historically hit them at this 39% clip, or that 47.1% clip. Like, he's normally... He has historically been an elite catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Last season, he shot 42.5% on catch-and-shoots. And the season before that, he made 41% of his catch-and-shoot threes. Overall, over those past three seasons, put those all in the one bucket, Cat has made 37.3% of his threes off the bounce and 40.4% of his catch-and-shoot threes. So statistically speaking, on overall pass performance, Finch is right. Cat is better in catch and shoot. But at the same time, part of me wonders how many of Cat's 107 off the dribble threes he's taken over the past three years have come in more sort of desperate situations where, you know, they're trying to they're trying to come back at the end of a game and just force kind of force feeding it, or it's late in the shot clock, stuff like that. Situations that make have made those 107 threes, or at least some of them you know, more difficult. We know the step back three is never something that has, right, been leaned into heavy by Cat. I mean, 107 off the dribble threes is not a high volume over the course of three seasons. I mean, even injured, Cat has played in 134 games over those three seasons. So he's taken less than one off the dribble three per game over the past three years. My theory is that if Cat's step back was a steady part of his diet that I think he would make it at a higher clip than he previously has. I think you'd take away some of that desperation. I think you'd probably, I think he would find more of a, more of a rhythm in it, you know, and given he shoots funny, right? Like given how little he jumps and how kind of controlled his mechanics are in that small motion, I just think his specific shot translates to a step back. Well, I, I personally think that he would make a similar percentage in those situations to in catch-and-shoot situations. And I asked Kat about that after tonight's game. Carl, I'll be quick. Um, Coach Finch said Wednesday at practice that the, the step-back three is something that you can get at any time that you want. And I think in these two games, we, we saw you get to that maybe, I don't know, what, like three times, four times maybe. And, and I'm, I'm curious in, in your head, and I know you, you've talked a little bit about your kind of finding your shot. Do you think that when you take that shot in a step back form, it is going to go in less than your normal three point shot that you're taking? No, I, 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 I agree. 
<laughs> so I worked on it a lot. So um, I actually like to step back because sometimes, you know, I'm, it ain't a secret that I don't jump on any of my jumpers. But when well, you that's what I'm saying. Back, it doesn't get, seem different. No, it, when a step back does, I think it gets me more of my legs into the shot. And it allows me to more, you know, use the little jump I do use on a jumper and kind of, you know, use my balance and it gets me more momentum going into my shot. Um, I feel very confident. I work tremendously hard on that shot. I just, it's just, I, it, it, I will, I will be lying to you if I said, oh, I always had that shot from years ago. No, 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 no. I never had that shot. That was not something I ever shot in my life. Really, it wasn't something I would do. It was something, you know, if you're playing around in the gym and you're kind of going against J.O. just for funs and giggles, you pull it out just to like do it and most likely wouldn't go in. But, um, you know, two years ago, it was just something that I felt, you know, the NBA was changing. And I thought, you know, if I was ever given more, more of the ability and responsibility to dribble the ball, I could make these plays with my handling and then, you know, obviously get myself to a spot and shoot those kind of shots. And uh, two years ago, I was really given the, the keys to be able to do more. And I, that shot just evolved into what it is now. Why do you think you've never taken like five or six or seven of those in a game? I don't know, but don't tempt me with a good time. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you on that one. But uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I think for me, it's always, I'm just always trying to focus on the best shot and making the right play. And, you know, whether I'm, you know, uh, scrutinize or whatever. I'm just always trying to make the right play. Offensively, I'm just trying not to take bad shots. I want to value every possession. So um, sometimes it's great. I could do the step back every play. It's great. It's wonderful. But sometimes the right play is, you know, Wancho's wide open at the wing, pass that ball, let him take the shot. You know, everyone gets involved. Um, everyone everyone knows I could score. I just, I got to, I got to, my job as a leader is to make everyone better on the court. And it's just not about me shooting well and shooting the ball and stuff. It's about me getting everyone to play their best and even better if I can that game. And, uh, you know, it's just about making the right play. And uh, so eight, nine, three, step back threes, if it's available and they want to give it to me and it's a night that I'm having it, then cool. But uh, I'd rather hit the man cutting down the lane who's wide open. I'd rather continue to move the ball. I know the guys always hear me say, but, you know, share the sugar with everybody. Let everyone get a chance to touch the dimples on the basketball and, and, and earn their check. I really do think it's time that Cat starts tempting himself with a good time here, right? Like, make this a steady part of his diet. Because on the off chance that I'm right here, that this that this works, that Cat can shoot it at the, a similar clip, well, if that's true. Cat hits another level offensively. It's the James Harden thing, right? I mean, at a minimum, I think this could be further utilized by the Wolves, at least in situations when the offense sort of begins to stall out, right? We've seen that. I think I think in those situations where, you know, it's been three, four, five possessions where, you know, you're trying to move the ball and it's just not working, you, your, your offense has no rhythm, I think you can go to that super simple action with Cat having the ball at the top of the key, and and you can go to it, and I think Cat can hit it close to forty percent of the time, and I think that that takes you out of your funk right there. I know D'Lo and Beasley are coming back soon, and that probably means those type of offensive funks become less frequent, and so maybe you need it less then. Sure, I don't think you need it zero though, 
because I, I think that even with D'Lo and Beasley back, that this could be a beneficial piece to the offensive diet. Because, again, like, what if he can get to that more often and more effectively? What happens then? I mean, then the defense will have to adjust, let the play up on him more, right? Well, if that's the case, great. Now, Cad is in an even better spot to do what he was previously doing, which is take the guy off the dribble and get in the teeth of the, def- the defense, right? And from there, oftentimes it gets all the way to the hoop, or if the defense starts bringing extra bodies to help, now Cat can do his little passing off the bounce sort of thing. You know, spray the ball out to Beasley in the corner or to Russell on the perimeter or hit a cutter next to the rim. I just I just think this end, could end up being an offensive cheat code for the Wolves. I mean, James Harden was a cheat code, and he did not is a cheat code, and he did not make anywhere near to 40% of his step-back threes over his time in Houston. It was, it was a cheat code because it was a threat that defenses had to adjust to, and it set everything else up. It's what made P.J. Tucker a 40% three-point shooter. It's what created seams for Eric Gordon or for Russell Westbrook. And I just don't see why Cat, even, even if it isn't at the volume that Harden was doing, just at somewhat of an increased volume, I think it could have a similar impact with that same type of action on the other player, on the Wolves version of P.J. Tucker, the Wolves version of Gordon and Westbrook. So I don't know. That's my big thought for you, I guess, going into the weekend. I mean, I, I think we're all... And we take from this week, the Lakers game, and, and the, you know, the first Suns, Suns game for sure, that the cat and ant two-man game is something to be excited about. We're, we're all definitely excited to finally see what the D'Lo and cat pick and roll looks like when D'Lo's back. But I'm also, maybe it's wishful, but I'm also excited to see the step back too. I'm excited to see more of it. I just, I think offensively from three, one way or the, another, the Wolves have to find a way to just force Cat to let it fly more often. That's all I got for you tonight. No Wolves game on Saturday or Sunday, so no more pods from me. Unless, you know, knock on wood, the Wolves make a trade or something. No pods for me over the weekend um, until after Monday's game, which is at home against the Thunder. So, if there aren't any trades, <laughs> enjoy March Madness this weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. Until then... I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man. I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.